turn to Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. And um, bring a lesson to you entitled this morning, Will You Marry Me? Quote, Jesus Christ. And um, hope it is a blessing to you this morning. And let me find Ephesians chapter 5. And we're going to read two verses, uh, starting in verse 25, okay? Verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. We've visited this passage several times in this class already uh, from Pastor Shutt just talking about the husband's role and, and what his duty and responsibility is as far as loving our wives as Christ loved the church. But I'd like to look at it not from a perspective of a husband to a wife or, uh, or as we could go back a couple verses before talking about wives uh, – Submitting one to one to another, and then wives submit yourselves as to your husbands as as unto the Lord. But I'd like to take, look at it from a perspective of our relationship, our marriage to the Lord. You remember the day that you were engaged. Remember the day, whether you met gentlemen, you either proposed to her or ladies, you said yes to him. Um, anybody quickly want to share with us how? He or you propose to your spouse. Anybody? Casey, go ahead. Uh, Mariana was a head of church in her house. Okay. <laughs> so during so during your message yeah, at their church oh this but gotcha so he proposed in church and uh there's another couple i remember how many of you remember i was here the night um jared kennedy proposed to amy in church anybody remember that and uh it was right around christmas time and uh, i remember him uh Pastor, Pastor Trout was talking about uh, traditions, and he brought Brother Brian up there, and and uh, so that's another so another couple that was uh, engaged at church. Wonderful. Well, you can think back to that time of when he proposed to you, ladies or gentlemen, when you how nervous you were of proposing to her. How many of you remember the day that you were saved? You know, if you raise your hand, all of us, okay. And uh, anybody quickly testimony want to share with us how you got saved, the day you got saved? Travis?
he says, he remembers the pain after that day I got saved. He's like, I know that you got saved because I was with the Lord. So this is about 24 years ago. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we both, if you're sitting in this room today, you have those two dates. Everybody has that in common. We have a day that we got engaged to our spouse, and we also have a day that we got saved. And that day that we were saved was the day that Jesus proposed to us and said, will you marry me? And he said, will you enter into this covenant with me? And he Nothing. He had nothing to gain from it, but we had everything to gain from it. You think about that day that we were saved. A lot happened on that day. We got free from the bondage of, or prison of sin. We were adopted into the royal family. We were resurrected from the dead. We got a new master and said goodbye to the evil taskmaster task task of Satan and sin. And we got married. So we got new freedom. We got new, a new father, a new life, a new home, a new master, and a new lover. All, in the, all at once when we said yes and we accepted Jesus Christ into our hearts. Romans, um, Romans 7, uh, real quickly, I'll read this. You don't have to turn there, but Romans chapter 7. I love this picture of when we became, uh, when we were saved. And in Romans 7, verse Number two, starting verse number two, it says, For the woman which hath a, hu- a husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead and she is freed from that law so that she is no more adulteress, though she be married to another man. Now, this is in the context. He's leading into something not necessarily talking about a specific man or a woman, but then it says, verse number four, Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sin which were by the law did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. But now we are delivered from the law that being dead wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. So it's talking about, and give an example. So if the husband dies, the woman is no longer bound to that man. She can remarry. And it said, when Christ died on the cross for us, he killed the old man. He put death to, to the sin nature. He killed that old husband that we had, that we served before, who was evil to us, and we were married to Christ. And he treats us so much far better than than our old but look at verse 6 again it says that um but now we are delivered from the law that being dead wherein we were held that we should not we will but we should serve in the newness of spirit and i kept my hands to both my hands are up this morning we should serve in the newness but oftentimes we don't Oftentimes we aren't a very good spouse to Christ. Someone once said, and this is talking to men, but this could apply to both of us, uh, both ladies and men, just switch out men and women. So, But it says, men, you'll never be a good groom to your wife unless you're first a good bride to Jesus. In our marriages, that 
relationship that we have with our spouses is crucial, yes, but more so, we can't expect to have a good relationship with our spouse if we aren't having that first good relationship with Jesus Christ. If we desire to be the right husband or wife to our spouse, we must examine the perfect spouse, Jesus. And in order to observe him, we have to be close to him. Like we tell our teenage, tell the teenagers, you are who you hang around. And the same applies in our marriage. If we want to act and be that spiritual spouse and follow God's word and be that right spouse to our husband, be that right spouse to our wives, we have to be the right spouse to Jesus Christ also. And so three things this morning uh, that could help us to be a better spouse to Jesus Christ. First of all, it said, uh, first of all, bathe yourself in the word. Verse number 26. Before I get there, let me read Romans 8.38. I think is what I wrote down. 8. Let me see if this is where I went. No, it's not. When we accepted Jesus Christ our Savior, like I said, that's the day that He proposed to us. And there is a day that Jesus will come back, and as the Bible says, He will take His bride, which is the church, back to heaven. And as we looked at Ephesians verse 5, it says that He might present to Himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that it should be holy and without blemish. So there's going to be a day that we stand before Jesus Christ. He's going to come and rapture His church and bring us to heaven. We're going to stand before Him and give an account. And so in order to be prepared for that day that we stand before God and as He presents His church, His bride, back to Himself, these are things that I want to talk about this morning. So in verse 26, Ephesians, so look at the previous verse that I just read. It says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. So in order to be prepared as a bride, engaged, we're already, we are already married. It's, it's, we've entered into engagement, but there's going to be the marriage supper of the Lamb where we actually go and dwell with Jesus Christ forever. And so before he comes back there, we need to be bathing ourselves in the word. John 17, 17 says, uh, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy, wor- thy word is truth. Psalm 119, verse 9 says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. And so as we get ready for the coming back of Jesus Christ, as we get ready for him to come and take us to, the, to this home that he's prepared for us, are we ready as a bride? Are we, when he comes back, is he going to find us filthy? Or are we going to be in his word, washing ourselves, getting ready for that coming of Jesus Christ? Not only do we need to bathe ourselves in his word, but we also need to use the mirror to get ready. In verse number 27, it says that he might present it to himself a glorious church. This word glorious can mean splendid or gorgeous. Gentlemen, think back to the day where you did stand at that marriage altar 
And as you were standing up there with the pastor, waiting, and the and the and the uh, groomsmen and the bridesmaids as they were coming down the altar, and then you had the flower girl, and everybody's you know all dressed up, everybody's you know coming down the aisle, and at that moment that everybody's waiting for, and uh, the doors open up in the back, and here's the bride, and she's in her pajamas, her hair's all messed up, and, you know, she just rolled out of bed. She didn't get ready. And it's just, you know, she woke up late, and she just ran to the church, you know, to, to make it in time. And many times, I'm afraid that's what's going to happen when Jesus comes back, is that he's going to find his bride sleeping, and like, oh, oh it's, and there's not going to be any time to, to throw ourselves together to get right before he comes back. It, it's too late at that time. Mark 13, verse 35 and 37 says, Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh at evening or at midnight or at the cock, cock crowing or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. So as we as Christians, as the bride of Christ, when he comes back for us, will he find you sleeping, curls in your hair, or, you know, still in your pajamas, or will he find you ready, watching, and ready for when he comes back? Um, I read that verse. And James chapter 1, verse 23 and 24, I'd like to read those verses. And if you weren't here on Wednesday night, uh, Brother Jesse Woodring preached the message and preached a phenomenal message out of these verses. And so I'm not going to re-preach his message. I'm not going to belabor this point very long. But um, he talked about how uh, we ought to be looking in the Word of God, using it as a mirror, and making the changes necessary that we need to. So James chapter 1, verse 23 says, For if any man be a hearer of the Word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. So we need to be not only bathing ourselves in the word, as I read in Psalms, that wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. So we, we see again that the word of God is the key to being ready for when Christ comes back. We need to be cleansing ourselves of what needs to be changed to be ready to be a holy bride for, for Christ. But then we also need to be looking in it every day and saying, as Brother Jesse said, making those corrections that we need to, making those adjustments that need, uh, need to be uh, taken attention to by looking at the Word of God and seeing, reading it and saying, okay, not only seeing what needs to be done, but then as... Brother Jesse again talked about not just hearing what needs to be adjusted and looking at the Word of God and said, oh yeah, that's, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing good there. I'm not obeying this commandment here that God told, I'm not following His Word in this place and this place, and then walking away and not obeying the Word of God. Being a doer of the Word and not just a hearer and forgetting what, um, what we just read in our Bible. And it's kind of funny this morning, it happened. It happened to me. Um, got breakfast ready for the kids, and and uh, it was we had cinnamon rolls at home too. And uh, 
of course it gets messy and I'm pretty good about, you know, being aware of, you know, sticky fingers and messy, messy hands. Uh, but this morning, Lila eats her cinnamon, Lila eats her cinnamon roll and she gets up and, and she, you know, comes over to me up, up. I'm like, okay, you know, so I pick her up and I'm holding her and, and, uh, get going and doing my thing. And then I'm, I already gotten my shirt on and shirt and tie and, and uh, gotten dressed, but I hadn't done my, my hair or brushed my teeth or anything. So I go to the mirror, I'm about to brush my teeth and I think it's on. One of these sides, I can't see it out of my peripheral vision, but I go over to the mirror and there's this big, like, stain, like cinnamon and icing, you know, smeared into my shirt, into my white shirt. I'm like, I'm not changing, you know, so I'm like trying to get a wipe. And, but I would have never known that stain was there. Like I said, I, I don't even know its shoulder. I can't remember which shoulder it is. Again, forgetting which, what manner of man he was. So I don't remember what shoulder it is. So coat is, you know, coming in handy. So, um, but I would have never known that that stain was there if I hadn't looked in the mirror. If I had just kind of, you know, well, let's, you know, uh, this hair not too complicated and I don't really need a mirror to brush my teeth. And so if I hadn't even looked in the mirror this morning, I would have came and I probably wouldn't be wearing this jacket this morning. I probably would have been, you know, it's too hot in here, lay it down. And you all would have been like staring at me like, I'm like, what? You know, like you're not even paying attention to the lesson. You just notice this big smear on my, on my shoulder. But, but so many times we, we don't even, take account that it's there or we forget that it's there and um, that something's wrong in our in our life and it's because we've gotten away from the word of God not only does getting away from the word of God cause us to forget about the things that are wrong in our our lives but number three as the bride is getting ready so she's you know using the mirror to get re- to get ready she's uh the church is, is, we're supposed to bathe ourselves in the word to get clean, to get, to become holy, to be sanctified for Christ. But then also, number three, this diet works. Guaranteed. And there is not a bride, uh, an engaged lady that, I mean, I don't ask them, I don't go up and ask them, you know, cause this is a touchy subject, whatever, but just, Hearing ladies talk about getting ready for their wedding day and without fail, no matter what, doesn't matter whether they need it or not, every single bride says, I'm going to go on a diet to fit into my wedding dress or to fit in a specific wedding dress that I want to or I want to look and they go on these these diets. Now, not applying to so what I'm about to say, it's not, I'm not going where you think I'm going, but for our wedding, I'm not going to talk about Vanessa, okay? She didn't say anything, but it made me, when I was thinking about this and how we are um, writing this message and thinking about how, you know, all these people go on diets getting ready for their, their wedding, um, my one groomsman, Matt, not, some of you know him in this room. And, um, Matt was in our wedding and I had bought suits for all the guys. Uh, I was out in California. They had this store th- buy three suits for a hundred dollars each and you get a shirt, a tie, the whole kit and caboodle with it. You get the, a suit. I mean, they're not like top of the line, but it's, it was better than spending a hundred dollars to rent a suit than to buy a suit. So I was like, might as well just buy it for him. So 
We went to the store. Matt wasn't with me. Like I said, I was out in California. I had a couple of my groomsmen with me. We picked out these suits. And this was like in the fall semester. And we were getting married in June. So I, we go down. We get these suits. I got them in time enough to make adjustments in, if they needed to. Um, you know, get alterations if they needed it, you know, taken out, you know, the waist, take it, whatever, alter it. I got them, I got it way in advance. I got it, to, I forget how I got Matt's suit to him because he was down in Tennessee. But um, I, I can't remember when I f- found out or if it was like he showed up in Iowa for the wedding and he didn't have the suit. Like I, it was navy blue, a little darker than the, um, than the tablecloths. And, uh, he's wearing a black suit. Now, I mean, it was, it was, like I said, the navy blue was dark enough that it could have been complete, confused with black. But he's wearing, and I noticed him, I'm like, where's your suit? He's like, well, it didn't fit me. And I was like, he, he had the size that he had told me back in the fall semester, he had gained a few pounds during that spring semester and um, it didn't fit him anymore. So I'm like, okay, morning of the wedding, he's ironing his pants. Has the iron too hot? Goes to stick it on to press the very front right, right here by the pocket. Hole, that big. I'm like, he comes down and he's like, I, I burned a hole in my pants. So that's two suits bought, you know, just wasted for the wedding. So we, we bunched it up. I, I, duct tape is a wonderful thing. Uh, we bunched it up. We taped it with duct tape from the back. I told him, pull your coat down. Uh, it, the coat just covered it. Just, but for all the pictures... He's doing a lot of this. And in the wedding, he's standing in the, like we staggered the guys, he's standing in the back to cover up that hole. I'm like, oh my goodness, Matt. But all that to say, getting ready for the wedding day and bride, the groom, whoever going on a diet. But verse 29, it says of Ephesians chapter five, for no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it even as the Lord, the church. And this word nourish means to sustain with food. And again, going back to the word of God, um, that the word of God is our food. It's not only our mirror to look at to get ready, but it is the food. It is the diet that we need to be focused on. We need to be in the word of God, using it as our diet plan to get ready for when Christ comes back. Turn over to Psalms chapter 19, if you would. Psalms chapter 19. And then I'll have you turn to another passage in Psalms. But in Psalms 19, and we've sang this song in church, but um, it says, The law of the Lord is perfect. Verse 7, I'm sorry. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true 
and righteous altogether. Now, this is a verse I want to pay attention to the most. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Unfortunately, many members of the bride of Christ are eating the scraps and junk food of the world because we've gotten away from the table. We've all, Psalms 23 verse 5 says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. God has given us his word to be food, to be, as we said, nourished, to sustain us with food by the word of God. And when he comes back, getting ready to bring his, to present his bride back to himself, will he find us sitting at the table enjoying the food of the word of God, or will he find us in some back alley digging through a dumpster, looking for food? When he's supplied it already, it's, it's right here in his word. So as, a, as the bride of Christ, are we ready for his return? Are we washing ourselves in the word of God, cleansing ourselves, allowing it to sanctify us, allowing it to purify us to get ready for his return? Are we using it as a mirror to compare our lives with what his word says to make those changes necessary to get ready for his appearing? And then are we using it as our food source so that when he comes back, is he going to find a um, starving bride when the food was right there available to us, but we didn't partake of it because we wanted something else that was less than the best for us? Now, no, no bride is perfect. And I'm not saying this to pick on you, okay? Um, again, on our wedding day, and this is something we laugh about now, but uh, my wife comes down, the, not in her pajamas, okay? Um, but she came down the aisle. She gets to the very end where they're about to ask the, um, um, ask the father who presents this woman. And she gets this, like, like, Oh no, look on her face. She looks at, looked at Alyssa, right? And looked at her, her bride's, her, her maid of honor, and she goes, I forgot my I forgot my flowers. She didn't have her bouquet of flowers. And like I said, we laugh about that now. And it's okay. It's okay when we, when we stand before God, there are going to be things that we're going to go, I didn't do this. I forgot to do this. I should have been a better, we're going to be disappointed in ourselves and we're going to say, I wish we had done more as, as a spouse to Christ. I wish I would have been a better spouse to you, God, because you've taken so, such good care of me. And God remembers that we are but, that we are but dust. When we get to heaven, having disappointed him in some way, we'll wish we had done more for him. And so this, there's so many other things that we could talk about as far as being a better bride to Christ and things that we could do, but they're all right here, right here in, in God's word of how we ought to behave ourselves, how we ought to be the right um, spouse to Jesus Christ. And that statement that I said at the beginning, if we want our marriages to be what, they spo- what they're supposed to be, men, if we want to be the right husband for our wives, we have to first be the right bride to Christ.
And ladies, if you want to be the right bride to our husband, we have to be the right bride to Jesus Christ. So we've already accepted the, the proposal from Jesus Christ. Will you marry me? We've said yes. Now what are we doing to get ready, getting ready for when he comes back for us? For that, that marriage supper of the Lamb, if you would. Let's pray this morning. Thank you, Lord, for this morning. I pray that you would bless us on our way. Lord, this is... This is a message that I need over and over and over and over again. Because so many times I have not been the, the correct spouse to you. I have not been faithful to you. And I've gone back and sought the, the old husband that you delivered me from. And I pray that you would just help us this morning to be ready as the bride that we should be, as your word says, without spot, without wrinkle that we would stand before you one day and you would be able to say to us, this is a glorious church. This is a splendid church. This is, this is gorgeous to me. And not a bride that has just rolled out of bed and is sleeping. Help us to be ready for you, O Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thank you this morning. And there's the bell. All right. <clears throat>